Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Pete Fullerton, Assistant Director for Commercial Properties and Development with the Kansas City Aviation Department. Pete shares his immense knowledge of performance metrics and incentive compliance. He discusses why it is vital for economic developers to track these metrics and offers advice on how to use this data. Here are Pete's Economic Development Secrets. Hi, Pete. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Hey, Nicole. It's good to be here. Great, great. Well, I am so excited to talk about measuring different performance metrics and incentive compliance with you today. It is something so important, and I know this is going to help a lot of people out, especially since you're so knowledgeable in these fields. So can you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, please? Well, I've been in the economic development profession for over uh, over 30 years, uh, 32 plus to be exact. Uh, and one of the things that I'm uh, kind of an outlier out there is that I have actually done all of those 30 plus years of being an economic development professional in Kansas City, Missouri. I uh, started off being a, a project manager for the Missouri Department of Economic Development a long time ago. Uh, managing our Kansas City office, and then moved to being the executive director of the Platte County Economic Development Council. Uh, that county is where the Kansas City International Airport is, is located, uh, and then moved from there to be the president CEO of the Economic Development Corporation of Kansas City, Missouri, uh, and then uh, had the opportunity about five years ago to come back up to the airport area, and now I'm actually in uh, the, working with the Kansas City Aviation Department involved in a lot of real estate leases and development activities that we have going on at the uh, at the airport. Uh, I went to uh, first in, uh, went to school at Texas A&M University uh, where I was a blocking dummy on the Texas A&M uh, football team. Uh, once I figured out that that was no future for me I transferred up to the University of Missouri and finished up my undergrad in political science and also got my master's in public administration. And after um, mid-career, uh, after being involved and finishing my involvement with my state association with the Missouri Economic Development Council, as well as uh, running through the chairs of the Southern Economic Development Council in 2007, I began my odyssey of getting my PhD from the University of Southern Mississippi, which um, two years ago, I was able to finally finish that uh, that journey uh, and now have my uh, doctorate in human capital development uh, from Southern Miss and um, happy to have uh, that uh, under my belt uh, and moving moving on and, and being involved in what we're gonna talk about a little bit about uh, evaluation, incentive evaluation, organizational evaluation um, metrics. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, why don't we jump right into it? Um, can you please tell us why measuring metrics is so important for economic developers? Well, I'd kind of uh, couch this in. Uh, there's two types of metrics, uh, certainly organizational 
uh, metrics uh, are are important for uh, economic development professionals to be able to manage and and look at, as well as project impact uh, metrics. Um, you know, it's important to be able to defend and evaluate the actions of the economic development organization and professional over over time. And again, my focus for many years was organizational. Uh, with my dissertation research that I did on tax increment financing, uh, I'm really now focused on uh, economic development incentive evaluation. And, and really the focus of that and the importance of that is that that part of the economic development uh, protocol uh, in, in, in doing the deal uh, is really under attack from any number of, of sources out there, both uh, public and private uh, sources. And uh, I very much believe that uh, the economic development professional has to step up our game to be able to justify and also uh, ana analyze uh, what it is that we're doing here with regards to uh, incentives and how they impact the community in the long term. Absolutely. So in your opinion, what are generally the most important metrics that economic developers should be measuring? Well, on the organizational impact side, um, you know, I, I remember when folks would say, what you doing? And I said, well, we're real busy. Well, being busy is not a metric. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, so generally the contacts and visits and marketing and the deals influenced are things that, uh, you know, organizations should track uh, relative to, you know, economic development deals uh, and what uh, the impact of that uh, protocol is. Uh, you know, we really look at, you know, jobs and investment. Uh, those are two key uh, metrics that uh, they, you know, is, is, is pretty basic for the economic development organization to track. Uh, but I think you also now see um, importance to track that payroll, uh, that payroll that was influenced by that uh, deal coming in, uh, the average wage of the um, uh, of the job that's being assisted and created in the community. Uh, that's important for you know increasing prosperity in the in the community, uh, and also you know the, I think one of the things that folks are really starting to have to track more and more is who's getting the jobs on these uh, companies that are coming in and expanding in in the community. Is it the local employment? Uh, is it uh, folks coming from out out of town? Uh, either side of that is a positive, uh, but you need to get more granular in those uh, analytics. Uh, and I think the other thing is becoming more and more of an issue is where is the location of that business? Is it in an area uh, that needs uh, extra assistance in a redevelopment and is more uh, connected to some disenfranchised uh, populations that possibly need access to these jobs as, as well? So it's it's not just jobs and investment anymore. Um, there's certainly some uh, more granular activities that folks need to be uh, tracking. Well, and then how do you go about collecting the research at your current and even your past positions? You know, there's a tendency in the economic development profession just to move from deal to deal. Uh, you know, again, what I you know said earlier about, you know, being busy is not a metric. Uh, but it's very important to maintain these numbers as you go about this economic development business ongoing. Um, you know, and, and I can, and we'll probably speak in a little bit about how difficult it is to go backwards over time and uh, recreate uh, impact numbers. 
so it's really important for folks to you know spend the time necessary to manage these numbers uh, on a going going forward basis. So. Uh, when I was with the Platte County uh, Economic Development Council, one of the things that we uh, tried to track was certainly the the jobs that we assisted, and and marry up that with um, how many jobs in the county in, in general had grown. Uh, so you know we were you know being able to show that we influenced you know 75 percent of the annual job growth in the in the county, uh, you know, and that I think showed that we were having good good impact. Uh, we also put some dollar numbers on our uh, marketing outreach. Uh, I had a board member, I recall, uh, we for years were doing real estate availability tours to the Kansas City brokerage market, and we would bring them in, do a tour, you know, play golf, have a big event, and, and that was all well and good, and it took a lot of activity. And I had a board member ask me one time, says, well, you know, have you ever, uh, has anybody ever done a deal because of that um, activity? And I remember you know, laughing and kind of saying, well, you know, I, I know, you know, so I had to go anecdotal. So says, oh, people are always telling me about how good a time they have and the good information that we provide. And she asked me one more time, any deals ever happen from this? Because you're putting a lot of time into these and a lot of money into doing these activities. Uh, so we actually put together a whole return on investment methodology where we uh, started you know, basically sending out a number of surveys to the folks that were attending of that and to be able to kind of and hopefully come around to what was our return for that. And, and uh, you know, quite frankly, you know, the numbers that we were able to generate, we were able to generate basically for every dollar that we spent, we were generating for the community over $130. And I was able to go back to that um, a board member and say, there's my, there's my ROI, as well as answering the question of how many projects that were, you know, done because of the information we did. I was able to say over a period of three years, we did 13 deals that happened because of, of that. Um, you know, it's extra time, but I'm able to tell the story uh, better than just, hey, people had a good time. So, so even just in those activities that we do and just the economic development organization, uh, you can you can track that kind of uh, activity. Um, and I think that goes to being able to show value uh, to not only your community, your investors, uh, but also to the public sector that is asking you questions as to, you know, what are you doing with the money I'm giving you? Well, and I know going about to, you know, getting the research, I know is tedious and takes up a lot of time. But then um, once the economic development practitioner has completed the research, um, what should he or she do with that data? Because there's so many different things that they could do and they could show it to different people or they could even just leave it on the shelf, which we hope they won't. Um, but what do you mm -hmm. recommend? Well, you know, and I understand that when, um, you know, I articulate that, uh, it, that it's important uh, for economic development organizations to step up their game with regards to the data analytics of their impact and the deals that they're doing impact. I'm sensitive to that as there's very few, if any, economic development organizations and, and folks that are listening to this podcast say, oh, I got all sorts of extra time and I got all sorts of extra resources. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and do that now too. I, I understand that that's 
everybody is undercapitalized and under-resourced to be able to do these things. But, uh, you know, I think it's, but it's important that uh, we do this because we have to, again, defend and justify what it is that we do. So uh, to answer your question uh, you know, directly, you know, you need to share this data. You need to learn from the data. Um, you know, it, it's no different than your stock portfolio. You have its portfolio management. You need to be able to say, uh, what did we, how did we impact this? What worked? Uh, what didn't work? And be as transparent as possible. You may have some projects. I mean, if everybody has some duds in their stock portfolio. There's any number of projects over time uh, that you uh, you brought in that didn't work out. You know, some didn't happen. You know, uh, and, and and hopefully you can learn from that. And and uh, if if possible, you know, don't repeat that mistake. Uh, and and therefore hopefully get a little bit more uh, predictive on the benefits that you can bring uh, to the community. Wonderful. Well, now that we've talked about all this important information um, and things that you found theoretically, can you please share with us about a project that you've worked on? Yeah, we did. Um, when I was with the Economic Development Corporation, we did something I think that was very, um, you know, is something that I could stand up in front of folks and say, hey, uh, this is a model that I think that uh, makes sense for folks to be able to do that. And and what it is is, you know, we talk about the uh, before the deal, during the deal, after the deal analysis. Um, you know, we had a, uh, a new council when I was with the EDC that came in and when we were at the EDC of Kansas City, one of its main focuses is that we manage the uh, economic development incentive process for Kansas City. And, you know, it comes with all the good and the bad and the ugly of, of, of that, uh, that the perception is, is that the incentives go to you know, friends of friends that incentives are just distributed, you know, all over the place and do, do not have any uh, a quantitative measure as to why you uh, put these incentives into this uh, development or this business uh, kind of activity. So, you know, we sat down with the council uh, and mayor and council and, and actually came up with a scorecard uh, that really measured uh, up front what what and measured and those measurements were aligned with their council priorities to be able to kind of say, you know, answer the question, why are we incenting this deal and how much are we incenting? So, you know, again, some of those measurements that I talked about earlier about uh, investment payroll jobs, average wage, the location, um, who's getting the jobs. Um, you know, whether or not it was going to be a LEED certified building is located in a distressed uh, census tract, those kinds of things to be able to kind of gather that up so that when we went in front of council and the question would come up, why are we incenting this project? We were able to say, well, according to the, the, the metrics that we worked on with you, this has been determined to be a high impact project. It does X, Y, and Z. Uh, that we we had in that uh, um, you know process, and they go okay, all right, good. So so how much are we doing? Why are we doing it at this level? Well, you know, in the scaling that we had on that um, you know scorecard, uh, this came out as a high impact project or you know meets 
you know, meets the, the criteria. And that was gave us the flexibility to have the articulation of why this particular project either merited an ex, you know a, a deeper and longer incentive program or less than uh, um, you know the minimum on the thing. So um, you know so we did we did that, and I think that was something that's a real good. And and I think you know since I left the EDC, uh, what's I think a very positive statement is that the council as each new council has come on, they've edited it, they've 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 brought in some some uh, new thinking on priorities. So, for example, six years ago, when we we first uh, you know got into this, uh, affordable housing wasn't wasn't a priority. Affordable housing is very much of a priority all over the country, but in Kansas City, it's really a, a conversation that's really uh, has a lot of uh, interest to it. So now there's some new metrics for those scorecards on affordable housing, which is Absolutely perfect. That's exactly what you need to do to keep this economic policy current and re and refreshed. Um, you know, a second example. I won't go into too much detail on this uh, dissertation that I did and completed a couple of years ago, but I did it on tax increment financing. And one of the things that we I wanted to do was to look back in time uh, to you know has has TIF really done uh, what it was projected to do. Uh, in in the community, and I gathered data from the county assessor and got all of the values of land parcels for over a period of 16 years, and it was very much of a challenge to go back in time and try to recreate and or, or create and harvest data that had never been harvested in that way. It was the you know, assessed valuation data in, in this community had never been pulled together to be able to do that. And that, it took me darn near a year just to get the data and took, you know, at least six months, seven months of just pulling it and, and massaging it and, and getting things together for that. So, um, you know, that's, you know, a starving dissertation student has, has extra time to try to do that. Um, that goes back to my point that I think it's exceedingly important that we as an economic development professional, um, when we're doing that preliminary analysis or um, that scorecarding, we've grabbed some of that data that needs to then maintain, be maintained over time. And as you maintain it over time, going backwards then and pulling up an impact over a 10-year term or a 15-year term is going to be that much easier uh, than, than what I had to go through with my dissertation. And I think there's um, that's important, though. You need to have a long-term analysis to see did that project do what it what really was supposed to do? What was the impact, that, or did it have the impact you do? Again, go back to that conversation of if you uh, if it works, keep doing it. If it's not working, recommend that you don't don't do projects like that in the future. Um, you know, you need to we need to learn uh, best practices, and unfortunately, sometimes practices that didn't work. Absolutely. And that was so helpful to hear you put everything in context. How often do you think economic developers should check in um, with active incentive projects like annually, quarterly, every few years? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, some of the, 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 the protocols, depending on the, the type of incentive and or just even unincented projects that you have influence on, we should be tracking, you know, annually uh, makes makes a sense. And I would even uh, suggest that 
And this is where the economic development professional uh, needs to think, again, bigger picture than the compliance person. You know, if the compliant per compliance person uh, at the finance department is only going to track that thing through the term of the incentive. Um, but I think it's really important that the economic development professional, you know, immediately under, you know, when this project gets announced, it, as soon as it's announced, it's a BR, you know, business retention and expansion visit. And that visit needs to continue yearly for as long as they're around. And um, because it's the economic development organization that will be able to tell folks 20 years after uh, the project that uh, it had an impact far and away above what it was just during the incented uh, term. You know, the, an example that we had here in, in Kansas City is, uh, you know, one of the uh, fun projects I did years ago was involved in the, the team of folks that were able to get Harley Davidson to uh, build their manufacturing plant in Kansas City. Um, you know, Harley, you know, through, you know, different processes, you know, and, and, and analytics, they, they shut that that plant down just this summer uh, you know but but bottom line is, is they were open for 20 years uh, and they were open 10 years past any incentive that we had for them and you know they employed between 600 and 1200 people over those 20 years that was a very much of a big win for our community even with a conversation now that we have a closed facility and hopefully we can get some new people into that that facility but um, you know, if we were only tracking the incentive, we would stop an analyzing that 10 years ago. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the last 10 years counted, too, as far as the impact uh, of, what, of what that great project did for our community. Well, Pete, I have a couple of wrap-up questions for you. And the first one is interesting because we've really been talking about, you know, the metrics that you're quite an expert on. But um, if there's anything else you'd like to add or talk about something else. So the first question is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? Yeah, what I would uh, say is stay curious and keep learning. I uh, came across a, a great uh, quote from uh, Brian Grazer, who said, uh, when you know more, you do more, and hopefully, over my my career, I've I've modeled that. You know, getting my PhD at age 55, <laughs> and, and to do that. So yeah, stay curious and keep learning. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, and lastly, what is your favorite hobby? Well, I've always been uh, a sports person. I, uh, you know, I, I sure don't participate as much as <laughs> I used to. Um, you know, the the two new hips I got in the last year kind of uh, mandate some of that. But, um, but, yeah, you know, I'd say really, um, you know, reading has been a, has been a passion uh, recently or just over my, my life and uh, particularly focus in on U.S. history and uh, mostly presidential and Civil War history as, as well as books that are, you know, framed in um, leadership principles. Um, over the last two years since I finished my PhD, I've actually read over uh, over 80 books. Uh, so I think that's an indicator of how much I'm enjoying reading books that I want to read instead of academic journals that I had to read. Uh, but, you know, honestly, uh, sitting, um, you know, in this season that we were just talking about uh, in the winter, sitting by the 
fireplace and, and during other times of the year sitting out on my deck with a good bottle of red wine and reading a good book. I said, you know, that's that's not just a hobby. That's a great day. That sounds like heaven. It definitely sounds like a great day. Well, Pete, thank you so, so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise, your economic development secrets with us. Um, we are so excited to be pushing out Asset Impact Data Source um, in the next couple of weeks, pushing out a new incentive compliance metrics tracking service that Pete actually has been instrumental in helping us, um, just giving us some feedback when we've been showing him some things. And so everyone stay tuned for that. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast a little later, that is, um, they will be published around mid-January. So if it's past then, um, feel free to reach out. And um, yeah, please feel free to reach out to Pete anytime. He's a wealth of knowledge. And uh, Pete, I'm sure you'll be more than happy to talk to anyone who will uh, reach out to you. Absolutely. Thanks, Nicole, for the opportunity to visit with you and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.